0: Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Battles, a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. The Practice Brave Podcast brings you the relatable, trustworthy, and transparent health and fitness information you're looking for when it comes to coaching, being coached, and transitioning through the variables of motherhood and womanhood. If you're a pregnant or postpartum athlete or a coach working with this population, this show is specifically designed for you. All right, let's get started. Welcome back to the Practice Brave Podcast. Today, I am here to talk about jujitsu. And while I understand that in the martial arts world, jujitsu is sort of what CrossFit is in the fitness world, where it's like you drink the Kool-Aid and you're all in, I want to share my experience as someone who started at 34 years old and as a mom of two And it's something that actually my whole family does. My husband's been doing jujitsu for years and has tried to get me to join for years and I was never ready for it. And my son, Cade, who just turned eight, also does. And Chance will be signing up soon, who he just turned four. So I'm saying this to kind of give you some perspective on like, yes, we are all in, but also it hasn't... Always been like that. I have zero background in martial arts. And so I'm talking not from even a a coaching perspective. I'm talking from a total rookie uh, starting a sport very late in in the game. So I want to share my perspective as a mom and as, you know, just, uh, I guess, an athlete pursuing fitness across the span of my lifetime and what this looks like for me, because I do get a lot of questions both about. Cade and his participation and what I like or you know don't like about it and also my own. So I will start with Cade because again, he is eight years old and uh, he has been in jujitsu since he was about four and a half years old. And at that point in time, he was just doing it like super uh, recreationally. Like it wasn't at a gym that was very serious. Um, it was just He was doing that to get some exposure. I thought it was good for his little spirit because Cade is a very, uh, he's like my spirited child. He is a force of nature, right? And so I want to leverage his energy and his mindset and do something really positive. And what I have always really loved and respected about jujitsu, especially for kids, is it teaches things like control, control respect, um, obviously some self-defense, and and then it gives him confidence too. And I really loved instilling that in him at a young age. And it was so great for his powerful little personality to enter into a a space like jujitsu, where there's a lot of respect for the instructor, the professor who's teaching, and being able to be around other kids that are all Sort of learning this value system, a yes, sir, and a thank you, and like positive competitiveness with one another, where you're not trying to hurt anybody. You're trying to learn a skill. And this will start to phase into what I talk about for myself. But what I have also liked seeing with Cade is it helps him, it's like it helps him problem solve. They, a lot of people will compare jujitsu sort of to chess. And look, like, I don't freaking play chess or checkers or anything like that. That's not how my brain works. But where you have to kind of break down a end goal with the process of getting there, right? So eventually it becomes more of a flow state. But I really liked that there was some problem solving in there where they had to pay attention. They had to focus. They had to apply. They had to get it wrong. There's a lot of instruction. And it's just such a great way to have mind body coordination and awareness, um, being able to apply in real time. So I love that. I love that from building a baseline of athleticism for our little athletes that we are raising, right? And so you, and that's another point is even if you feel like, oh gosh, my kid's like not super athletic, that's fine too. I think that there is a sport and movement and hobby out there for all kids. And we see a variety of kids Sign up for jujitsu. So it's not just the spirited, super athletic ones like Cade. It is truly a mix of all different kinds of personalities and abilities. And it is welcomed and embraced because with jujitsu, you do not have to be the biggest, strongest, fittest person. Like you literally see such a variety of people, both at the youth level and at the adult level. So I just want to put that out there. I tell everyone that, like, if I had a daughter, I would a hundred percent have her in jujitsu. I think it is so powerful. I love when Kate goes against little girls. I think it's just such a powerful lesson for our little girls just to feel really empowered and proud of themselves and confident. And look, that's the same thing I want from my boys. But just speaking as somebody who you know grew up playing sports, I played sports with a lot of different boys too. I think giving that confidence to girls at a young age is so, so important and so key. And this is one really great way to expose them to just like being proud of their bodies and what their bodies can do. And they're not less than, they're truly equals in that environment. I just, I think that's really, really important And still, at such a young age. And I really love that my boys get to experience that alongside of them. It's it's truly like such an, an equal playing field, of respect and confidence out there. And I I just really love that from like a coach mom perspective. So it's been great for Cade. He recently, we signed up for like a couple competitions here and there. We're not like all in with that because he does play other sports. He's really into baseball and soccer and stuff like that. And what I like again for him is that jujitsu is something that can stay with him for his whole life, if that's what he wants. It's a skill and it is something that can keep growing with him, whether he's really involved with it or just like a little bit involved with it. It helps build his well-rounded athleticism, which is great because that's so transferable into any sport that he plays, being able to understand different plays, being able to have Hand-eye coordination, or or apply a certain skill set to a task or demand in other sports, like they're exposed to that so early on in jujitsu with just this heightened level awareness of their body. I think it's really powerful and will help any other sport that they play, both from like the mental processing of what the expectations are and the skill is, and then of course like the actual physical uh, output from that. So, again, I think it's a really great sport to get your kids involved in if possible. Just be around other kids that are, are learning. And it's just a really positive culture, which is so important. I know, gosh, I talked to so many moms and I've coached so many different people with all different backgrounds. And there are certain cultures in, in youth sports that can be really toxic and really, really hard. And I'm not to say that, you know, jujitsu is exempt from that does not. just saying that the foundation of that culture is based so much on respect and on control and being in control of your own self and aware of your own tendencies. I feel like it's just a really powerful way to help instill that in our kids. And I just, I really want to share that because it's been really positive for raising Cade. It'll be something that I do put chance in Pretty soon here. I wanted to wait till he's a little bit older, even though like size-wise, like he could totally do it. Um, it's just more of like him being able to like pay attention that I wanted to, to wait on. So that's him. So, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, my husband had been doing jujitsu forever. He had a break like off and on when we when we simply just couldn't afford that back when we we're early on in our marriage, it just could not be uh, a priority because we literally couldn't afford for him to do that. And then eventually it became like, I really want to do this and I need to get back into that again. And so he started up again and it was going very consistently. He's a uh, higher up belt and, and, and it's something that's been really positive for him and his job and uh, just an overall sense of it's an outlet, right. Which is really hard for all of us to find, I think, in adulthood. And that's not just connected to fitness. So he'd been encouraging me to do this for quite literally years and years. And I was like, no, I don't want people to sweat on me or no, I don't want to go with you because I don't want you to tell me what to do or what not to do. Like I get really annoyed when he coaches me and things. Cause it's like my own ego and like, whatever, I don't even know. I just, I can't handle it. So I didn't want to go with him. I didn't like the idea. I was just really intimidated to be completely honest. I was like, you know, well, I only want to go with girls then, but I mean, that was just sort of making an excuse because frankly, it's just so different than any other kind of fitness thing I had ever been involved with. And then I got into the season of having babies and then in the season of recovering from babies. And then in the season of just like figuring out my new life was like and fitting an exercise as I could trying to find a homeostasis again, introducing something like that just was not even on my radar. And then to kind of add to that, it was also really hard with my family dynamic to commit to a specific class time. So that's why I you know, I don't do CrossFit because I can't always make the 9 a.m. class or the 12 p.m. class or whatever it might be. Um, that's just not how my lifestyle as a mom had worked because I had my kids at home a lot of the times and uh, it just... My just day to day life as a mom and with my business never allowed for me to have that kind of freedom to make a 12 p.m. class or whatever it might be. Or at night classes were totally out of the, um, were just not possible for our family dynamic. As time went on, and when Chance started preschool, I finally had the opportunity where I was like, oh my gosh, there's two days a week where both of my kids are occupied. Like, Kate is in school and Chance is in preschool. I have basically, I have a Tuesday and I have a Thursday where it's like, what can I do? I'm get to work. But also, I mean, is there something, is there errands I need to run? <laughs> is there an appointment I can schedule on those days? Oh, is there a class I could sign up for? And I was feeling this draw of like, I don't know what it was, but just this need to feel like I can protect myself and I can protect my babies. I never want to feel like I am not prepared. And I don't know, that probably is stemming from so many different things in life, but I really started to embrace the idea of I want to be able to always take care of myself and protect my kids and feel equipped, right? Like I, I lift so I can stay strong. I run so I can just go. I do all of these things fitness wise to support what I want to do at any given point in time. I never want to feel like I'm limited by my physical abilities. And so the idea of jujitsu started to become more appealing. And then when I had the boys in school, I was like, well, maybe I'll try um, a class because now I can actually make a class time. That's a commitment I can actually prioritize. So I was able to do that with a lot of um, like, I was literally so scared and I've been, I have played on boys teams in high school. Like I, I thought that I was intimidated by like being one of the few women there. That was a piece of it. But I was more intimidated by being the person who like sucked and didn't know anything. And I didn't want to feel like an inconvenience to the people that were like already good. And I know that's such a, like, it's such a wrong train of thought, right? Because I'm, I'm a coach. I understand how this actually works, but the insecure side of me was like, oh God, I don't want to just like go there and suck. And then someone gets partnered up with me and then I make it a lame class for them because they're trying to help me the whole time. Okay. Okay. I have never been made to feel like I'm inconveniencing somebody there. It's part of the culture that when like the more advanced you get, your job is quite literally to help others advance as well. It's just part of that culture is like, I rise, you rise. And we all sort of help one another. Uh, I never felt like I was less than or anything like that. Um, I was always embraced again, even as one of the, like it's rare for there to be like three to four girls or women, I guess, in a class at a time. So most of the time I'm the only girl, or maybe there's like one other there. And that used to be something that was like, oh, I don't know if that's, is weird. Does that make it lame? I don't know. It's just like adding an extra layer of like something to think about or worry about. So I guess I just kind of got over that really fast because I realized I'm there to learn. Others... They're like, they made me feel welcomed by helping me and dropping an ego early, early, early on was so key. And look, I could, I literally couldn't have an ego going in there because I knew nothing. It didn't matter that I had watched Cade do it for a couple of years. I just, I literally knew nothing about jujitsu. I couldn't understand the concepts. And also for someone like me, my brain is so Big picture. I'm very visionary. I get like an idea and I want to, I just sort of like directions are extremely hard for me. For example, like following a step by step process, like I black out and I I literally, it's very, very hard for my brain. I am much more big picture and feel it out and like try it, kind of like make my own way, like very creative in that aspect. So following a step by step process or directions or having kind of like, a true learning, <laughs> learning and building upon the learning step-by-step, step. oh my God, it is just so difficult for my brain. Uh, and then comprehending what's being taught and then applying it right there in that moment, in that very specific way is so, so hard for me. And also as I get older, that's a very important part of my brain to tap into, right? I can't just always feel it out or do my own thing. There's so much value in being shown something. Okay. Now we're trying to apply it ourselves. Okay. Now we're going to drill it and do multiple reps, multiple reps, trying to train these new movement patterns, something that is totally different for me. My body is not natural for me, right? It doesn't feel natural. It feels like this is so oh my God, there's so many steps. And I keep, I always joke around in class, like my 20th rep is a charm because it literally takes that long for it to click for me. And some people can like watch and go, okay, I got it, I know what to do. And I'm like, what just happened? So it's still super, super hard for me to take what I'm being taught and then apply it. Even with a lot of the coaching, it's so much repetition. But again, that is so good for my mind-body connection at this point in my life. Another thing that has been really positive for me is that is quite literally the only time that I'm focused on only one thing. I'm not thinking about what I need to make for dinner. I'm not thinking about, oh, that client email just came through. I should respond to that. I'm not thinking about Any kind of like business or post idea or whatever for for social media, which is usually where my brain goes. My brain is like busy and constantly getting ideas or like, oh, yeah, I need to do this or that or that or that. Or there's a kid interrupting me or there's a phone call. There's just like, I'm literally just interrupted all the time. And that is the only place where it's like this sacred, I'm not near my phone and I can only focus on what I'm doing in this exact moment. And so for me, it's become kind of like meditative. Probably what some people get out of yoga, I I don't typically gravitate towards yoga, but I like to think that jujitsu is sort of like aggressive yoga to me anyway, because it puts me in that state of, of focus. And then it puts you in a state of flow. Once you start getting those reps in and you're practicing and it's the only thing you're doing over and over. And then it can be applied to, Sort of real time where you're grappling, or that's just like another word for, um, for like wrestling and applying it and doing rounds where there is no other workout like that, (laughs) for at least for me anyway. I I get like so smoked doing actual grappling. And, And that's been really positive for me too, is to have that time that's just about what I need to focus on in that exact moment, not any other interruptions. Another benefit for me is. To be honest, I always want to feel like I can protect myself. Sometimes I travel alone and I want to know how to get somebody off of me. I want to know how to take somebody down and I want to know how to hurt somebody if I need to. And maybe that sounds a little extreme, but it's really empowering to know that I am not fragile. Like it will be hard to hurt me, right? That's what I want. I want to feel like I have the best chance at protecting myself and protecting my kids if that opportunity ever occurs, and I, I hope that never does, but I want to feel like I have the ability to respond appropriately. And so when we do rounds, I actually really like going with guys because I put myself into a scenario of like, okay, if you were stuck in this position in real life book, like, what would you do? And, and it kind of forces me to work hard and to understand. It's one thing to like go against a girl who's smaller than me. It's a whole other thing to go against somebody who is 200 pounds and a foot taller than me. And I like putting myself in that situation because that transfers over to real life scenarios and just getting better at the technical so that I can, again, just be able to protect myself and learn and apply some of the strategies and movements that are taught in class so that it's just been... really empowering experience. And then what's also weird is I I know I talked about how I'm like much more big picture. And so the, the step-by-step processes way of thinking is really hard for me. What happens over time is some things just start to click. It's the things that you don't even know are resonating or clicking that you just start applying when you are in that actual flow state of going, where you're working hard, you're out of breath, and it just becomes more natural, more reactive. And it's automaticity, which I talk about all the time in my coaching and like making adjustments and knowing your tendencies and then building upon that. Like this is the stuff I preach and I'm getting to see it come to life for me in that setting. And so now to connect this back to, you know, my kids being in jujitsu, it's such a great way to have that well-rounded, truly teaching athleticism, truly teaching that mind body connection, confidence in your abilities and what you can do. And then knowing like, you know, I'm not worried about Cade going and hurting somebody. I'm not. It's just not what he's going to do. And again, my very spirited uh, child, like our kind of like rule is I will never be mad at you if you protect yourself or you protect somebody else that needs help. I will never be mad at you for that. And I want him to have the, the skill set to be able to do that. And so that, you know, and that comes back to me as well. So, you know, it's, again, I know... I sound like I totally drank the Kool-Aid, and I did. I've been at it for just about a year now. I just got my blue belt, which I just never thought would happen. I, I signed up, and I was like, I don't care if I ever I really don't care if I'm like a white belt for life. Like that's fine with me. I'm just there to learn the basics. Like I, like my expectations for myself were so so low <laughs> because again, you can't have an ego when you go in there. You can't go in there thinking you're just going to kick everybody's ass. That's not how it works. You will get your ass kicked by by like someone you would never expect to kick your ass. So I have no ego. I don't like yeah, maybe I'm strong, but again, that doesn't always that doesn't always matter. And so you really have to be able to learn the art of these movements. And that's such a beautiful thing to learn and it is never too late to do that. Again, I started at 34. You know, it just it plays off that sentiment of, you know, your athleticism does not end when motherhood begins or when any other life transition occurs. Like we have so many different opportunities to try something new, to try something totally different, and to stay committed to it and see what happens, right? And this is this is a life skill, not just a fitness thing. Uh, but there is obviously so much uh, fitness that carries over, and now it's become something I try to do at least twice a week on a good week with like mom life scheduling and everything, uh, three days a week. But again, that's. A two, two days a week thing has been a really good, good commitment level for me. People ask often, like, do you get hurt or has Kate gotten hurt? And we have not gotten hurt. So that, I think that's another important point is when you practice, you are not going where people are trying to like hurt you. You know, you're trying to work hard, but you're really, again, kind of training these movement patterns and, and these flows So that if you do choose to compete, which I have no, I have no desire to compete, by the way, you know, you know how to completely finish it, but you know, we can train really hard and also respect one another's bodies and pain. And you're not trying to like crank on anyone's neck or dislocate their shoulder or anything. So I need to like knock on wood. As I say this, I'm literally doing that like right now, um, but again, I've had a really positive experience with, you know, my body's been through a lot. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to put myself in a position to get hurt. I don't want to put my kid in a position to get hurt. But how, um, again, this culture of respect is, is so huge that I have, I never have felt like, ooh, this person's really trying to hurt me. Because again, for the most part, ego gets checked. Like everyone is there to learn and stay humble no matter where they're at um, in their like belt levels and experiences. I've had a really positive experience and, you know, I hope that continues for me. I hope that continues for Cade. I hope that it's something that chance really loves and enjoys because again, it's not just the sport. It's like, it's a life skill and knowledge that will stay with them for their whole life. Like it's just such a great foundation of movement, self-protection, self-defense, and a way of thinking, thinking and then applying to movement in the moment. And that's a really beautiful thing to teach to our kids from an athleticism perspective uh, and coaching perspective at a young age. So now it's a quick episode. I am happy to answer any questions that you might have about jujitsu jitsu again from just the perspective of like like I'm like not good, I'm still learning, but it's been a really positive outlet for myself and for my kids. If you guys have questions or have any um I don't know, like hesitations about like, is this right for me? Would this be right for my kid? I, I think it's just worth going and trying. Like it's really just worth going and trying. And seeing how you feel, seeing if it's something that resonates with you or with your kid, and then show up again, because you might feel super overwhelmed initially, and that's really normal. That's totally a part of the process. I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing most of the time, Um, but then you practice and you have good people around you that are patient and help you with your process of learning. And that's such a, a unique thing that we certainly don't get enough of in our life, honestly. So yes, let me know if you have any questions. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are a postpartum athlete and you're really trying to figure out what next, what does my return to fitness look like? What do I do about my core, my pelvic floor? How do I get back into the movements I want to do in a way that I feel really confident about? I have you covered because I know exactly what it's like to be where you are as a coach, as an athlete, and as a mom. So I want you to download six exercises for the first six weeks postpartum. It's a free resource and it just goes over everything that I think is really important to take into consideration during those early weeks postpartum. Now, if you're ready to begin more of an exercise program, say you've been cleared by your doctor or midwife, I have a eight-week postpartum athlete training program, which acts as the perfect entry back into fitness, into the gym, into the kind of movement that you want to do, where it's still respecting the changes your body has gone through and how your baby was delivered, but it really helps connect your rehab into the kind of fitness that you want to do in a way that's relatable and fun and exactly what your body needs right now on behalf of your long-term function and performance.